Yo, it is hot. Yeah, it's like record hot. Um, we'll chat a little bit about it later on, but I was actually glad that Tampa hadn't been so crazy hot. And I think this week has now defied that. You know, we have a we have a new um staff at the bike shop, an older guy, retired gentleman that moved down from Colorado that we brought on and he started and he's like, Hey, listen, I told someone I would wax this boat and I shouldn't have started yet. I need to finish this. So he took a few days to go do that before he came back to get, to get working. And then he didn't come back in and we haven't heard from him. We've been emailing. I'm like, Oh man, I think he's not going to work here or whatever. And then Mike riding home yesterday, saw him walking home from the hospital. He had a heat stroke because he's not from here. And then he came down there in like a straight up heat wave and was waxing a boat and just fell out. Yeah. Like this is, so stay hydrated y'all. Um, yeah. And also if you're just joining us, uh, welcome to Tampa Talk. It's June 16th. I'm John. And I'm Dahlia. Thanks for joining us. All right. What are we talking about? Well, you found some pretty crazy um, this week in Tampa history news. Do you want to share with listeners what happened on June 11th to 15th, 1967 in Tampa Bay? Yeah, so it was like actually the entire week in 1967. So, okay, there's a bit of a story here. So on June 11th, 1967, so three young black men, Martin Chambers and a couple others. So Martin Chambers is 19. Actually, the ages of these three guys is 15 to 19. So I'm not even sure men is the right word here, but they broke into Tampa's photo supply warehouse. They stole about a hundred bucks worth of camera equipment. Short time later, the police spotted them and began to chase them. So these three boys split up, run in different directions. So Chambers, Martin Chambers, kind of the key figure here, one of the three boys, ditches two officers and gets away. They call it over the radio. So there's another cop, Officer Calvert. He's alone in his patrol car, sees and catches up with Chambers, gets out, starts chasing him. They end up in an alley where Calvert shot 19-year-old Martin Chambers in the back, killing him. All of this took place in the early evening. So the break-in was about 5.30 p.m. The chase started about 6.20. So apparently it was raining that night. uh, And the rain let up around 7.30. And the reason they know that is about 7.30, 500 or so black residents from Central Park Apartments. This is that kind of where Encore is right now. used to be the scrub, super uh, like well-known kind of black neighborhood on Central Avenue down there. About 500 residents come out. And they're just talking, getting riled up about all of the prejudice and racism and incidents that they've been dealing with. Officer Oates, another officer who's one of TPD's 17 black officers at the time, comes out to talk to the crowd. And it seemed to go pretty well from the way that I understand the story. And the crowd's kind of calming and they're having them dialogue until Chambers' sister comes running down the street, losing it, screaming like like as you would because... Because her uh, brother has been killed, screaming, they killed my brother. Well, all hell breaks loose. Stones start flying, hitting police, police cars, whatever. People start losing it. Now, apparently, the police had used this tactic before, so they start backing off. They just leave the area. I guess as things that happen around the time, they had just been like, leave it alone, and, it, and everyone will go back home. Well, that's not what happened this time. The crowd spread. They start moving down Central Avenue, and buildings start to burn. So these riots raged then from June 15th uh, on or until June 15th throughout the entire week. The police end up calling in the sheriffs, the Pinellas officers, um, even the National Guard was called in. In the end, there's about two million dollars in property damage. About 100 people get arrested. Martin Martin Chambers funeral was actually 
able to be held then on June 28th uh, after the incident and without incident, although TPD put out, I mean, they had planes flying, like cars patrolling. They they, they expected things to pop off again. Uh, things went off for the funeral without incident. And this story is, you know, one of a million stories and kind of these tensions throughout Tampa history. But as recent as 2007, Martin Chambers' siblings tried to have Tampa City Council send Martin's case to the U.S. Department of Justice for review because he was shot in the back in the end of a fenced-in alley. Uh, he was caught, as far as anyone could tell. And they're like, look, this needs to be reviewed. Uh, Tampa municipal government basically said, no, will not admit to having anything, any wrongdoing or any suspect of wrongdoing. That officer was not uh, charged or uh, it was considered justified at the time. And as, for, as recent as 2007, um, you know, they're like, yeah, there's nothing to talk about here. So um, there's more to the story. And actually the Wikipedia article goes through every single day. You can read like, this is what happened on the 12th. This is what happened on the 13th. And so for those of you that are interested in kind of double clicking here and digging into this article a little bit, we put the entire Wikipedia, a link to the Wikipedia article in today's word on the street newsletter. So you can dig into that more. Um, uh, but that is this week in Tampa history. Wow. That's quite the story. I mean, $2 million worth of property damage and, 1967 right in those times yeah even yep yeah, all those numbers right the hundred dollars in what was yeah. in the two million dollars in damage yes those are those days um prices they're uh let's say substantially different numbers um in today value right and the fact that 40 years later there's still this strong conviction of wrongdoing um right to bring it back to to present time is it's quite the story and very timely with uh juneteenth coming around the corner mm. and um raymond james will be hosting its fourth annual um juneteenth block festival and so that's happening on the 17th um from three to nine so on saturday from three to nine p.m and tickets are as low as ten dollars um there's djs there's vendors there's arts and crafts vendors there's all, all kinds of things going on but again it's the fourth annual juneteenth festival um and it's the biggest one in Tampa Bay. So it would be a great opportunity. I've never been, but I feel like it'd be a great opportunity. I'm assuming there's some sort of like education going on there too. Um, and they have some celebrities coming to to host the event. Um, Queen Bee and Babs, I'm not familiar with them myself, but um, they should be there and um, helping to set the stage for the event's festivities. That's awesome. Um, another historic kind of, Tampa icon that is being renovated into a distillery in the Sulphur Springs community. Oh, I saw this, the theater, right? Man, I've always wanted that building. I'm so glad you're doing something with it finally, though. Same. I've been fascinated by that building ever since I started working with the well. It's right down the street from us. You know, it has the iconic, like, movie theater look. And um, the springs there, you know, just, like, sadly dying as the, yeah. the S on at this point or... Um, but I've been noticing some traction over there. So I've been kind of wondering like what was going on and asking around to some neighbors, trying to figure out if anyone had heard. Um, but so, yeah, so the historic movie play palace opened in 1944. And so now 80 years later, it's being renovated into a multi-purpose uh, community. Really the the gentleman doing it, Ryan Danger, which cool last name, Danger, um, is doing it for the community and really to revive the, the Sulphur Springs area. Um, but ultimately he's a, a distiller like um mm -hmm. so it will be a craft distillery tasting room his goal is wedding venue they have a nonprofit coming to work out of there um it's a veterans organization 
and and more. And so the, the article that we linked actually shows a video of a little bit of a tour of the inside. Apparently the building looks like it's in good shape. Um, I know that they had been using it on and off over the past 80 years. It's not like it's been sitting decrepit. Um, uh, I've heard that they've had different stuff going on in there, but yeah, it's going to be restored for the community. And for those of you who've heard us talk about Sulphur Springs before, it has a fantastic history behind it. And the Springs Theater, um, you know, alongside with the the actual spring are kind of centerpieces of that history. So I'm pumped and I can't wait till it opens up. Um, and it's supposed to open up as soon as the end of this year. Man, it's incredible. I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there's a nonprofit in there. Maybe they want us to. Um, another uh, kind of restored community space in the North Tampa kind of community is the Yingling Draft House has finally opened. So it opened yesterday on Thursday and um, it is now open. So I don't think everything's up and running yet, but they have started to welcome guests in. And so this is, for those who don't know, a sixth generation brewing family. Um, Yingling started is America's oldest brewery um, starting in 1829 and has been brewing in Tampa specifically for the past 20 years, creating over 200 jobs. And so this new addition will have multiple restaurant themes, um, a rotating beer list kind of, and, and just be a great spot again in the North Tampa area where we maybe don't have some of these, you know, bigger flagship breweries and distilleries and um, yeah. kind of event spaces. So yeah, they've gone all in on this space. It looks incredible. I can't I can't wait to make my way over and check it out. Yeah. And again, if you click on the link in the article, you can see some photos of what it kind of looks like or visit them at their website as well. Um, and then two uh, other restaurant keeping on the theme of kind of the service industry. We have Dave's Hot Chicken. Ooh, coming hot to chicken. Here. Love this. Yep. I've been seeing yeah. that. I met that guy recently and I've uh, been looking forward to its opening. Oh, cool. So yeah, it started by three friends, Dave, Armin, and Tommy, uh, I guess four friends, and Gary. Um, Dave's Hot Chicken started in 2017 in an East Hollywood parking lot with 900 bucks of startup cash. Wow. And now they're in 22 states. Um, so that's not a lot of time, 2017 to now to get into 22 states. Like that's pretty quick growth. So it must be good chicken. Um, but you could find the new location on East Fowler Avenue um, starting today, Friday, June 16th. It'll be open. Amazing. Um, and then back to our conversation about kind of heat waves in Tampa Bay. And so um, the Creative Loafing put out an, an article about uh, Tampa heat waves, or sorry, Fox 13. And essentially what is happening here is that we are abnormally hot. And so the average heat uh, wave season <laughs> rank, so yeah, right? <laughs> has increased by 92 days. And so what they're just uh, defining a heat wave as is abnormally and uncomfortably hot outside the historical averages for a given area. Mm. Um, and so last July was Tampa's hottest month ever recorded and the highest average daily temperature since recording began in 1890. And then just for like this week's heat, um, when you factor in humidity the and the heat, so the heat index, we're expected to feel between 100 and 105 degrees, which is really hot and especially this early on in the month um and, you know this is going around the country like uh the wildfires in canada you know smogging out philadelphia and new york b burning on the east coast of canada is like not normal like we normally burn out west just like the america does in california um but the fact that the mass the massive fires that have been happening in eastern and northern ontario 
Um, that's not normal. That's like not what we normally have going on. And so that smog has been really affecting, um, uh, even Eastern the United States. And so I don't know if it's made its way all the way down here, but either way we're hot, uh, regardless. And then, uh, so makes you question what's going on with the environment right now. And on, on that same thread, an environmental group is bringing its mission to save Florida Springs. So not our, our air quality, maybe, but our water, um, to St. Pete's brewery district. And so June 24th, um, there's a couple of different events going on, um, held by the Florida Springs council to raise money for, um, saving the Florida Springs. And so from Saturday, June 24th, from 12 to eight, um, Thumb, Crooked Thumb Brewery is hosting a sip for the Springs. And then Three Daughters um, will have their summer night market profits going towards that as well. And so Three Daughters is an all ages brewery um, and their summer night market has like 60 vendors, live music, food trucks, um, tons of stuff going on. I've actually been before. It's, it's always a great time. So if you already go, it'd be a great time to go and know that your uh, money you're spending on some beer is going towards our Florida Springs that are very beautiful and remain cool even amongst our crazy heat temperature rise. Cause I'll tell you that the, the water is only going to get hotter with it. So. And I guess, um, I guess the Florida Springs council will be at that farmer's market set up as like a vendor with shirts and stickers and all these things to sell as a fundraiser. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yep. Um, and then in the last piece of news here, the metropolitan ministries received a large housing grant um, that was a pretty big deal for them. So they got 175 K from TD bank, um, to go towards affordable housing. And so, um, this was important for them, um, to really help curb or not even curb, but address the, um, rising rent costs in Tampa Bay. They said that they get 500 kind of cases a month, um, of people that are unable to make their rent and looking for emergency assistance or somewhere to live. And it's getting out of hand. Yep. It's been out of hand. Yeah. Um, it's a drop in the bucket. And I mean, this is huge from TD bank and for Metropolitan Ministries, but it is a drop in the bucket in terms of like the funds needed. I mean, we're going to have to like really build infrastructure and acquire property and something that, you know, even, even we've been discussing, like we were, I think everyone's going to have to start paying attention to this because all the other things we work at um, hang by a precarious thread. If you don't have a place to lay your head and lock your stuff up and um, we just, you know, where where we had people in let's say low rent places that that I, you know what what did we report it was like 30 percent increase at the kind of floor price of rentals in tampa right now which has just been astronomically impacting uh working poor folk yeah no it's really tough up there um and metropolitan ministries does a lot in terms of housing so um but like you said it's a drop in the bucket you know 175k isn't gonna house um all those that need it oh yeah um, a lot of work ahead of us and hopefully they're this is leading the way and inspiring some of the rest of you guys to uh start contributing or putting toward some of these efforts or you know share your guest room i don't know help help we need help um and i'll just leave people i have one more story and it's a little bit um lighter but uh this one was interesting to me because if you were on if you've seen on social media there was a, like a black bear found swimming in dunedin Beach. i saw that video yeah yeah and so I thought this was interesting because this paired with it, um, but a Florida black bear was also found wandering on the outskirts of TPA. So around the airport. Um, 
And so this bear was just like wandering around and they had to go through this whole like mission because it's obviously unsafe, right? You have planes coming in and out. What if he ends uh, up yeah. on a tarmac, right? Like, and it's not where bears should be. Um, and so they uh, worked with Fish and Wildlife to um, like catch the bear and then release it into Central Florida. But yeah, just a black bear trying to catch a flight and a black bear going for a swim. So um, hopefully the. <laughs> And, you know, that's, it, for those of you who may not be familiar, that's, like, not normal behavior for bears to, like, be around people. Um, so also something to keep an eye on is, like, we don't have a super large black bear population in Florida. Um, but the fact that they're, like, not where they're supposed to be means that they might be, could mean that they might be distressed and stuff. Um, so, or maybe they're just hot and trying to get out of the, the heat as well. But I'm interested to know what Fish and Wildlife comes to with now these two cases of kind of bears out in um, yeah it's weird uh, yeah out in public um otherwise we got some events going on this weekend um tampa bay restaurant week started yesterday and it'll go through till sunday june 25th and essentially this is an event put on by creative loafing the um news news uh organization and uh, restaurants all throughout Tampa, there's like a ton of them listed on there, are going to have set menus available that you can go and ask for their restaurant week menu and um, get like a tasting of like what they curate. Um, and then I think this all leads up to like voting about like best restaurants and things like that in Tampa. Um, but they're pretty much if you eat out in general, there's like one of your restaurants on there. Um, some to mention are Four Rivers, which is actually a nonprofit um, kind of social enterprise piece. Um, you have Bula, you have Boozy, you have, um, Florida, Nebraska mini market, all kinds of stuff on there from like the expensive side to the kind of more affordable end. Um, and so, yeah, if you like to go eat out, now's the week to do it. And then finally, um, new Tampa players will be doing on Greece Friday, July 21st to Sunday, July 30th over at the new Tampa performing arts center. Um, so if you like Greece, be sure to check them out. That sounds like a lot of fun. That's going to be great. Uh, well, listen, other than that, um, I think that's what we got for today. Listen, guys, uh, please uh, join us in Discord, by the way. Um, there's a link on our website. Go to wellbuilt.city. Um, please comment, rate, share Tampa Talk and Word on the Streets. Kind of help us kind of grow this effort and reach more folks with kind of what's going on around town. And then also, if you want to join us, we'll be out at Harvest Hope Park this morning from 1030 to 12. And we'll also be at Ebor Garden from 9 to 11 if you want to come out and get your hands dirty with us. All right. Well, that's what we're talking about, everyone. And thank you for joining us. Until next time. Y'all be good.